When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase. Nice to have your company, Thrill of the Chase, Monday night. we got a big, big show ahead. John Donahoe with you. It's a pleasure to be with you here as we start another week. The Watchdog, it's all done for him. The Watchdog app. See every Victorian Greyhound race live and free. Make sure you download the Watchdog app. Mitch Bay going to join me in just a moment. Another nice afternoon from Campbell Brown and Sammy Highland. Plenty of winners along the way, and I hope you were able to uh, follow the boys in. A couple off the text before we get uh, to Mitch Abaya. Thanks, team. Back the two... And four and five in the same race multi, all to finish top four, paid seven bucks on your humper. Uh, thanks for a good day, guys. From James in Bandura. Bang had the Quinella five times from Keithy. So that last race was very nice with Sammy Holland coming out on top. Great finish to the day and plenty of praise coming off the text. You can join in at any time, 0499 736 736. We're going to talk to Toddy Gray this hour. We're also going to speak to Cynthia O'Brien, but joining me, as he always does on a Monday night, and I guess I, I, I need to get this out off the top. I, I, never would a man be very happy, uh, be as happy as this man, because he's been talking the Bombers up all season long, and they are September-bound once again. Mitch Abaya, welcome and congratulations. Donners, uh, always a pleasure doing the show with you on a Monday, mate. And Yeah, the Bombers in the finals for the first time in a long time, so uh, hopefully we can break the old 6,000... Day drought, but yes. the doggies down in Tasmania. Hopefully the weather holds up all right. And no, I can't wait. It's uh, it's going to be a pretty good day on Sunday. I'll be in studio as well, so yes. adds to the occasion. But um, yeah, hopefully you've been well, mate, and staying out of trouble. And I'm got trying. some uh, pretty good racing on tonight, and we've had some great racing on the weekend. I was saying to Bonners this morning on on Trot's Life uh, that the amount of text messages I got yesterday. As if I had done something and, and had, had something to do with the Bombers getting into the finals by virtue of St Kilda winning. A lot of Essendon supporters messaging me saying, thanks Donners, the Saints did it. Yes, we love the Saints. Good on you. And that meant that it was an easy passage into the finals for the Bombers. Uh, it was a very smooth sailing in the end. They would have gotten in regardless of that result. But uh, plenty of Bombers fans up and about, Mitch. And I no doubt have, I've no doubt that you would have been one of them yesterday. Yeah, I was. I was pretty excited, and I wasn't one of the ones that shot you a message <laughs> thanking you for the Saints, and uh, I know Dash is a proud Saints man as well, but um, I, I saw a lot on the social media about Descendant supporters thanking the Saints supporters for what they'd done, and um, I, I also saw your Twitter account and what could have been for the St Kilda Football Club this year, but yeah, yeah it's what creates interest in finals, and uh, I suppose the Bombers, from where they were at the start of the year, um, probably tipped to be a bottom four side. And i tell you what, I didn't have much interest in footy for the majority of the year, but the Bombers brought back a little bit of my passion for footy. But, um, yeah, it, it just adds to 
what we're going through at the moment, I suppose. Mm. We're, we're trying to find grounds for footy. We're trying to get through Greyhound races. We're trying to alter meetings. Obviously, Shepparton cancelled at the moment because they've got the COVID situation up there. So they had to transfer meetings and uh, just a bit of flexibility going on. So it's good to see uh, people making changes to, to better our industry. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be a great final series as well. I could write a book on how many times St Kilda have, um, have upset me or, or or done something wrong. So um, I'm glad the season's over. I will be cheering cheering for, you know, a couple of teams. I like the doggies. I like the Ds. So um, hopefully some fairy tales will be made. But uh, I don't know about the Bombers. I'm... Um, I don't like <laughs> hey. your I don't like your smugness. That's why. So I'm, I don't want to. I don't really want to tip them. No, that's all right. No, no, you're not going to offend me, mate. It's no no skin off my nose. How uh, how was your weekend? Another big one, no doubt. And uh, you and Bonners would have torn it apart last night on uh, on Sale Sundays. We had a really good show last night on Sale Sundays. We found numerous winners and at some pretty good odds as well. I think I found the winner of race two at around the nine dollar mark. Uh, Bonners found, well, we found the winner of race one. That was about a dollar seventy. Found the winner of, I reckon it was races five, six, and seven. We both missed out on the quaddy, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Bonners tipped about a, it was a six or seven dollar pop. So we found value all across the night. It was a fantastic night. Uh, we've we've been in some pretty good form of late at sale. So nice. I, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I know the listeners are getting right amongst it, and Rob Popplestone <laughs> down on course at sale as well. I I feel for them. I know they're one of the regional areas affected and we brought this topic up, the whole COVID topic at the top of the show and it was interestingly received. We copped a little bit of flack off the top from some listeners yes. um, for our opinion and others were all about it because what what actually, the reason why we brought it up was because Sale being a regional town, um, they, were, they had 120 uh, seats booked for dinner and had to order all the food and then to be told at the last minute that they've got two hours to um, interlo- get into lockdown and had to cancel all those bookings. You imagine the amount of waste of all that food that they've purchased. So uh, it's pretty disheartening when you see, you know, country towns having to, to go through that sort of, you know, occasion at the moment when they usually have a full house. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, It's been tough. Been very tough for regional Victoria, obviously being plunged back into lockdown. It's been tough for all of Victoria. So, Hopefully, uh, hopefully by the time Christmas rolls around, Mitch, we'll be uh, we'll be free to do whatever we want. Because I think you and I and Bonners and a couple of the SEN track team definitely deserve a beer or two. Uh, post, yeah, I, I, post. Uh, I think we deserve more than a few. Oh yeah, absolutely. The <laughs> Tomo messaged me today and said, "When when the lockdown ends and we can get out and about, I'm sure we'll have to go and have a few beers." So absolutely, um, SEN track Christmas party as well. We we'll have to get that up and going. It'd be nice, but uh, yeah, we're just got to you know stick fat at the moment, uh, mm. keep positive, and keep the spirits high. Hence, while we're pretty lucky, we've still got racing going on of all three codes, and yes. we've got some fantastic tipsters on SEN track. So, um, what do you reckon? I get a nice early tip out for Ballarat oh, in five minutes' time before we, so we don't miss it. Absolutely, get it out now, good boy. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the two here, Frisian Flyer. It's a grand. It's won three out of twenty-four starts, placed in another eight. Uh, it got a pretty good record at the track, five, uh, three starts for one win and a place. And I thought its last runs or its last three runs have been very good. 31-37, three runs back. And at Warnable last time out, it's gone 25-82. And I just think that if you can step and hold a position near the rail, that it'll be somewhat of a chance here. And it's not, not a really deep race. Slow beginner drawn to its outside. And the favourite for the race is actually the eight, and that's theme. And the dog won well two starts back at the Meadows in moderate time, 30-76. and 76, But... I just I just think that the two is a bit more value than, than the pink, and the pink's a bit of an iffy dog on its day. So, yeah, happy to go with the two Frisian flyer. 
Beautiful. All right, we'll come back to that. Uh, we're going to speak to uh, Cynthia. O- Hold on, let me just say Cynthia O'Brien. Yeah, I've just my computer just uh, carked it there. So apologies. Yes, we are going to speak to Cynthia O'Brien. Uh, she's going to join us to discuss Hillsville Greyhound racing this week, and she's a great friend of ours here on uh, on SEN Tracks. So I'm looking forward to hearing from her. But all all day, I have been waiting for Toddy Gray to come on because he's going to find us a couple of winners uh, across in South Australia as well. So we've got a nice big show coming your way. Why don't you kick us off, Mitchie, and talk to us about the weekend recap as Lala Kiwi takes out the Cranbourne Classic. Yeah, Lala Kiwi did take out the Cranbourne Classic and it was a, a very, very good race, a lot of build-up amongst uh, the field. And we'll start at race five, mate. There was... There was sorry. We'll start at race four. A six ninety nine meter event, five thousand to the winner with a Vic Gray's bonus. A field of five, and major sacrifice was your dollar ten favourite, Jason Thompson. Probably came to the track knowing that he was going to be a big, big chance of winning, and he led for the well the whole race. And I thought Smooth Talker was the greyhound to probably to black book out of that one. As good as major sacrifice was, I thought that Smooth Talker was very impressive for Malcolm Carr going down by two and a half lengths and. Major sacrifice, a dog that's been winning in town. So Smooth Talker can take a lot away from that run um, despite coming second. And they've gone around in okay time as well, 41 and 39. So that was race four on the card. Um, race five on the card, first leg of the quaddy. One of my favourites, Bus Driver for Jason Sharp, just at any old odds, $12. And 1796 did the job, uh, jumped okay. There was a bit of speed drawn inside, but had a beautiful run through on the first turn and won well, beat Monoline, Flo and Heidi. And I thought Coolant's been pretty disappointing since going back to Cranbourne. It's run a couple of placings and ran fourth in the free-for-all there on Saturday night, but it was flying at Hillsville. So I don't know whether it handles Cranbourne as well as it does the straight or maybe just going back to Cranbourne from straight track racing. It's just thrown it out a little bit, but uh, I'm sure it'll bounce back and in good hands, Robbie Redden back. So first leg of the quaddy was taken out by Bus Driver. Um, India Matilda, race six over the four, uh, the 520, mix four and five. Andrea Daly, geez, did they tear this race apart? Mind you, they had uh, five of the eight runners. They've run first, second, third, fourth, and sixth. And India Matilda beat Gypsy Yankee and Zippy Zenvo. And India Matilda, we know, is a greyhound that on her day can absolutely break the clock. And did that 30.03 coming from behind, $3.70. And usually a greyhound that relies on an inside draw, one or two. And just held a spot through the first turn, and once the rail opened up, then blew him away. And for Daly's dogs, as I said the last couple of weeks, for the Daly's dogs to go to Cranbourne and run as they are, considering they never, they never ever race or trial at Cranbourne, it's it shows that the Greyhounds are pretty versatile. They know their way around the two-turn tracks, and yeah, I, I can imagine the times that some of these sort of dogs would run when they have a real good crack at it. So, um, Indy Matilda was fantastic. Gypsy Yankee was good also. And Zippy Zenvo made a bit of ground as well. But this is what uh, we're leading into the last two legs of the quaddy. And the Grade 5 final, the Vic Bread Series final, three and a half thousand to the winner, a $1,000 Vic Gray's bonus. And one of my favourites, this dog, Fernando Mick. Dave Gill been on an absolute heater at the moment. He's winning races left, right and centre. And Beat Ruffiano and Clayton, 29.93, so a, a, an awesome run, $1.20. Expected to get the job done off box eight. And not always the best box to have at Cranbourne because if you, can't, if you can't cross on that first turn, you're in a lot of trouble and get pushed pretty wide. But uh, Ronnie Ashworth uh, has got a good one here in Ruffiano. He was an absolute uh, awesome run in 
30.01. So those two there look like they're going to have, um, well, Fernando Mix had a pretty good future so far, but Ruffiano, a really nice up-and-comer. And that leads us into the Cranbourne Classic, mate, where you just go through the names in this field. La La Kiwi, Shimmer Classic, Kablenz, Keep It Black, Quara Bell, Plan Ahead, Hilltop Jack and La La Ivory and the scratching of Aston Fastnet. So that's an absolute cracker of a field, a group three, 25,000 to the winner. And the dailies can it. La La Kiwi, Stormed away and won very impressively by four and three-quarter lengths over Shimmer Classic, who set the tone, the greyhound that just struggles to get the last 40 or 50 metres, and uh, Kablenz run in third. So I thought he's been okay since going to Cranbourne Kablenz, but a greyhound that I expected probably bigger things going towards his Classic, but I'm not taking anything away from Lala Kiwi. She has been outstanding and now goes to the Speedstar at the Meadows on Wednesday night. Beautiful. All right, we'll talk more about that in a sec, but... We're uh, about to jump at Ballarat. Your tip was number two, Mitch? The two, yep. Let's go. Actually, we won't go because my device here, Mitch, is uh, not cooperating. So Playing give me, up. Give me one sec and we'll try and see if we can get it up in just a moment. Apologies for that, for the listeners. Brilliant, Brian out the centre as they dash down the back straight and Femi coming across the outside and lead by four down the back straight from Starry Jasmine. They were followed further back on the inside by Brilliant Brian, then came Eddie, my mate. Three lengths away, Freeze and Flyer, followed by Alpine Blaze. Well back then, our Rockman, the inside and tailing right out here is Els Vixen coming up the turn and Femi the leader, but five lengths in front of Starry Jasmine. They were followed further back by Eddie, my mate, and also Alpine Blaze, but Femi clear and Femi won by about four. Starry Jasmine second, Alpine Blaze third. Followed by Freeze and Fire, then Brilliant Brian, followed by our Rock. We might have been better off not taking it, Mitch, in the end. Uh, <laughs> eight, one, Jeez. and four. Femi gets the job done. $2.40, eight, one, four, and the two finishes in fourth position. So, yeah, we might have been better off just leaving that one, I reckon. <laughs> nah, nah, it's, uh, we can't win them all, mate. And Femi uh, for Rob Camilleri, they've been on fire, Camilleri and Coleman mm. Camp. And uh, Box eight, beautifully got a nice run into the first turn and won well. And, yeah, I just think follow the two, Frisian Flyer. I know I tipped it and it went down, but it is a dog that I, I think probably may need an outdoor draw now after seeing that. It wanted to try and clip off heels a couple of times and probably cost itself a place, but uh, it was a nice run in fourth, but not taking anything away from the winner, Femi, who was very impressive. Absolutely. All right. We might leave this race at Horsham. I don't know if you've got a... A tip for this. Uh, oh, mate, I've been, I've been hot on the harness lately. All right, well, you can give a tip if you want, but we might have to go to a break and we'll come back and give the result of it. Have you got a tip? Yeah, I uh, I don't mind the look of... Um, just let me get the uh, the numbers up. I had them up before. I was having a good look. The favourite here of Idolise, this thing's $3.10 into $2. You don't see them losing when they're backed that heavily. So uh, I'm going to stick with the favourite here, mate. I usually don't like to play the favourites, but this thing will win. All righty. That's Mitch Abaya. John Donahoe's my name. We'll be back on the other side of this more Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. They're just finishing up here at uh, Horsham. What, what number was the favourite that you tipped, Mitch? I think it was the four, mate. I think the four, four. was the uh, favourite. Yeah, revitalised. 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 Yeah, finished in third. Final piece. Gets the job done there. Six, four, uh, six, five, and four at Horsham. There, uh, Cranbourne not far away, so we might get straight into that race number ten on the card. Three hundred and eleven meters. What are you thinking? You got me, Mitch. Oh no! So the six one. 
Oh, we're, you're dropping in and out there, Mitch. I'm not sure if the missus is calling you again, but we might just need you to reconnect there. We'll get to Cranbourne in a moment. The favourite here is number five. It looks like at the moment it's a very tight field. So th- uh, we've got $3.50 for the two Celtic Gypsy here. Number five, another attempt is paying about $3.30, $5 for number six as well. Have we got you back, Mitch? Oh, no. I can hear myself coming back through on the on the uh, other side. But anyway, let's hope that we get Mitch Abaya back very, very soon. 0499-736-736. We'll get, we'll get a... Uh, we're going to multi off Mitch in a moment uh, when we get him back. James and Mandura, we know you don't like the Bombers <clears throat> Donners. It's okay. Never said that, James. Never said that once. I just think that the dogs are a better side at the moment. Well, not at the moment, currently, but uh, anyway. All right. Let's have a look. Someone's saying, I've got another bone to pick with you today, JD. How This is Mitch in Mount Gambier again. How was the D's bashing earlier on trackside? Thought a man from another historically poor club would be with us. Uh, Mitch, I'm not sure if you were listening. As we uh, Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll answer that. Gypsy clear wins by two lengths. Second goes to... No, oh, well, that was pointless, I guess. Uh, apologies, uh, I got caught up there. Celtic Gypsy gets the job done, $3. Mitch, I actually said that I'm hoping that the, the Ds go a long way. I'm not sure what you were listening to a little bit earlier. Maybe Brownie was the one who, who, uh, who didn't uh, back the, the Ds in. But I very much... I'm on the D's bandwagon. And if you followed me on Twitter, Mitch, you'd see that I'm on the D's bandwagon in a big way. I had uh, nothing but kind words to say, and I did reference the fact that because I come from, well, because I support a club that's equally as horrible, I'm on board. I'm on board the D's train. I know how they feel. I saw that. So, yeah. I I, saw that on Twitter. You're jumping on board the D's. I was about to throw the old kitchen sink at you for not jumping on the Bombers bandwagon. But I see how it is. No, it's, Mitch, uh, you've got to choose a side. and Mitch in Mount Gambier. Tags I, is intimidating. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure if you heard me read out that text, but Mitch in Mount Gambier, your mate, uh, has said, I've got another bone to pick with you today, JD. How was the D's bashing earlier on trackside? Thought a man from another historically poor club would be okay with us. Well, as I, as I just said there, um, <laughs> eBay, I, uh, I actually pumped up the tyres of the Ds. I've got a lot of long-suffering Ds supporters, and I'd love to see them win. But if Mitch is going to treat me like that, then I'm off. I'm jumping off. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Gee whiz. Yeah. Just takes that Toys much. out the cot. Yeah. I'm going for the doggies. I oh, love it. I'm on the doggies bandwagon now. Hey, uh, Get stuff, I tell Mitch. you what. Get we, stuff, um, Mitch. <laughs> well, forget about Melbourne, because I don't really give too much of a... Uh, Hoot about the D's besides Mitchie Lewis. I, I've got a little bit of a soft spot there for him, but I, I, I want the Bombers to win. So, yes. hey, I want to talk about Waterloo Cup. Can okay. we talk about Go. All in Billy? Because the 148th Waterloo Cup was won at Longwood by All in Billy, and uh, he beat a greyhound uh, by the name of Kasimi. And I tell you what, uh, this this litter, they've won over 100,000 now, and uh, the owner... Tony Duncan said at the start that you know that this litter he thought would win a hundred thousand by the time they were done, and yeah, he um the the dog absolutely excelled up the straight. He said that they they used the straight track down at Longwood uh, because their paddocks and runs were underwater, so they kind of got greyhounds experienced up there at um, at Longwood, and it kind of paid dividends in the end that they took him up there and and he was he was going well, and the dogs obviously thrived up chasing the dra- or the, the lure and. Um, yeah, this dog come out and beat some pretty handy ones as well. Utah, Ghost, Kasimi, 
uh, making gravy. There were some very good greyhounds there, and all in Billy took the chocolate. So a twelve thousand, almost thirteen thousand dollar first prize check, and uh, he's won twelve from thirty six on um, on the TAB track. So besides his coursing, he can run around the circles as well. Absolutely. Uh, let me have a. Oh, gee. Uh oh. I've just pulled out my headphones, so apologies for that. Got a long cord in here, Mitch. I'm all over the shop today. I've got a very long cord that is attached to these uh, headphones, and I've just kicked it out. So apologies there if uh, if you couldn't hear me. <laughs> I'm all over the shop today, as you can tell. Early in the week. <laughs> early in the week. You are, mate. You're rattled. I am rattled. I'm rattled by Mitch in Mount Gambier. He got me. He really got me. Uh, all right. I know. Don't worry about it. No, Let's, I know. We'll um, focus on the job at hand. Don't I've worry about a, it, Mitchie. I've got a thick skin. Don't worry. Uh, He's do you not wanna, intimidating. Do you want to move on to the Speedstar matchups, or was there anything else you wanted to add about the Waterloo Cup? For sure. This is nah, This is a corker. I am very, very excited about the Speedstar on Wednesday night. and We have, uh, I think it's uh, three races of the Speedstar, which will also work out to be... Uh, what do we got? Uh, Twelve head-to-heads. So there's going to be, as we know, there's two greyhounds go head-to-head in the uh, sprint races, or it's five twenty-five, six hundred, and then seven twenty-five. So there's three races all up. Twenty thousand dollars to the winner, seven and a half a second, two and a half a third. Mate, we, we should go through these just quickly. Um, we'll start with race seven on the card, which is going to be at five fifty-nine p.m. Um, I wonder whether we'll do a different sort of show on Wednesday night to, to cover the speed star. But um, race seven, number one, Mapunga Ruby up against Major Sacrifice. Now, Major Sacrifice won at Cranbourne, which we just spoke about before. And uh, I'm going to be going Mapunga Ruby here. I just think it's a greyhound in form. It's been on fire. We've got a lovely run. Uh, it can come off the speed or on the speed, whereas Major Sacrifice, I think, will want to lead. Uh, if it doesn't, I don't think it can win. Um, race or well, matchup number two, which is boxes three v four, five star versus Empress Tears. Look, hard to go against five star. Empress Tears is a very good greyhound and seems to always be in the races. Uh, I wonder whether this set sort of setup might suit him a little more um, with less pressure. But I- I've got to go five star. He's been in some tremendous form. He's a class animal, one hundred and thirty thousand. So we'll be going him. Nick Spale up against Draco Bale. Now this is a really really good race. This one, Nick Spale, a greyhound that's been in some good form. Won super two runs back at the Meadows. Draco Bale, he's been in some slashing form when running behind Gypsy Wire and Hank the Hustler, Nick Spale, et cetera, et cetera, and actually runs second to Nick Spale that three runs back at Sandown. So I'm going to be sticking with Nick Spale here just to beat Draco Bale. And the last one, rock on Jimmy up against Hank the Hustler. Hank the Hustler's got the runs on the board, 130000 in prize money. But rock on Jimmy ran out its skin in its trial the other day, trialed 42 and 73. And I think could be a half a chance here. This... You expect Hank the Hustler to go to the front, but Rock on Jimmy could be sitting right on his hammer and pick him off late potentially. But we'll, we'll go Hank the Hustler just based on the form to date, but Rock on Jimmy could be a surprise packet in that race. Um, the 600-metre uh, race, mate, which is um, obviously another Group 3, Captain Dynamite v uh, Fernando Frank. I'm very, very keen here on Fernando Frank. I think it is a very smart dog. It's got a massive engine. The two-dog sort of set up. It's going to suit it down to the ground. It'll roll to the lead. Captain Dynamite's got no speed. It'll just roll to the front and win. Run like Jess versus Shadow Mist. Look, Shadow Mist, very, very good dog, but Run like Jess has got some of its form back. It's been in some super touch. One last start, 34-34, just wins. Um, Zach's entity, Kalinda Paddy. This is the matchup of all matchups. Kalinda Paddy broke the Sandown Park track record over the 595 last time round, trial 34-11. Zach's entity 
two starts in his career and he's also already in a speed star. This dog's going to be something special. His trial's 34-18. I'm going to go Kalinda Patty. I just think she'll lead. The racetrack experience, a bit more um, no around certain tracks. And don't, I'm not going to ride Zach Sanity off, but Kalinda Patty to win there. And then probably one of the better bets on the card, Mapunga Warrior to beat Gypsy Wyong. I think Mapunga Warrior's got a little bit more early toe, can run just a split second quicker, and I reckon we can form some sort of multis there. But the last of those... Four races was in race nine at 7:23 p.m. Uh, Twenty thousand to this uh, winner, and what a field we've got! Chop Scotch up against Paddy Wants Pats. Look, really, really tough race this one. Hard to split them. I'm going to go the two Paddy Wants Pats just based on the stronger of the two dogs. La La Kiwi up against Tigalong Tonk. Well, Tonk's been in stellar form. La La Kiwi won the Cranbourne Classic. This is hard to split. Very, very hard to split. I'm going to be going the Tonk just based on the record, but La La Kiwi wouldn't surprise me if she won. Aston Rupee versus Webleck Blazer. Rupee finally gets an inside draw and should win, but Webleck Blazer is a very smart young pup. And Aston Cade v Quara Bell. This could be the one of all upsets. I reckon Aston Cade can roll Quara Bell here. Absolutely. 0499736736. Anything you want to add before we head to the news? I know we got Ballarat in about two minutes, so if you want to give a tip now for Ballarat, we'll go to the news, we'll come back. Yeah, happy to give a tip here. Yeah, go ahead. Happy to give a tip here. I'm pretty keen on the two at Ballarat here. I think it's uh, it's a pretty handy pup. It's been back from $6 into um, $3.40. So a bit of money around for Fly Havoc. It should get a nice run in the race and hopefully it can posse up close to the rail early. All right, beautiful. 0499 736 736. We'll give you the result of that after the news. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Nice to have your company, Thrill of the Chase. John Donahoe with you. Mitch Bayer is with you as well. We'll talk to Toddy Gray a little bit later on. We've got Cynthia O'Brien on the line. We'll take this race at Ballarat first, and then we'll get to Cynthia. Mitch, your tip again, please. The two, Fly Havoc. Hopefully they've backed it for a stack. All right. Fly Havoc, the tip from Mitch Bayer. Let's get there now. On the inside one, Cryptic Signal three, uh, Flying Vault five, Diva Dot seven. Fly Havoc, Aston Shadow, Bad Valley, Aston Velmo, Green Light, set here. Ballarat Race 9 of the Flying 390 set. Racing over on the outside, Aston Velmo, a little bit slow to begin away fast. There was Bad Valley, and Bad Valley takes up the running, settling down by two and a half to three around the outside, Aston Velmo. Back on the inside, there came Galabale. They were followed then by Aston Shadow, then came Fly Havoc, followed then by Cryptic Signal, followed by Diva Dot, and also our Flying Vault in the home running, though. Bad Valley shot right away. It's an easy winner in the end. Aston Velmo, second head bobber for third, Aston Shadow, or a Galabale, followed by Fly Havoc. As a Six, scrap. eight, and photo for third, so... Bad Bailey, $9 gets the job done there, Mitch, from Aston Malmo. So a bit of an upset in the ninth at Ballarat. All right, let's get to our special guest who has joined us a couple of times on this program. Uh, I do speak, of course, of Cynthia O'Brien, who joins us to chat about the Maiden Series heats tomorrow and plenty of nominations from a variety of trainers. Cynthia, welcome back to SEN Track. Hi, Mitch. Thanks for having me back again. Hey, Cynthia, uh, thanks for joining us uh, on the show and giving out some of your time. And uh, firstly, I'd like to just touch on tomorrow at Hillsville with the Highway 31 Maiden Series. And, geez, there's been a great amount of nomination. I'm sure, I'm sure you would have been pretty excited with how many you received and from a range of different trainers. And it's going to be pretty exciting to see uh, a lot of these first starters and what they can do. 
as you know, Mitch, this race originally was programmed to be a match race between Richmond Greyhounds and Hillsville Greyhounds up the straight. And unfortunately, COVID thought differently of us doing that. But the trainers of Victoria have come to the front and they've supported us. And we had 74 nominations, so we've been able to run the full eight heats, but they're all going to be from our own state now. Yeah, it's an exciting concept. I'm, I'm very excited, as, a, as you know, that I'm a big fan of straight track racing and I'm sure these dogs would have been up here quite a few times now and tested their uh, abilities up the straight. But uh, the one thing that we all get excited about is seeing first starters and what they're made of, and I'm sure there's going to be some pretty handy ones tomorrow. Um, with the eight heats, uh, it's, it's just eight heats straight into a final, I've been told. Yes, that's correct. Eight winners and all running again on Sunday for the $10,000 first prize. $10,000 for the first prize uh, is absolutely massive. It's We see some of these uh, city finals. They're not even worth anywhere near that. And uh, it, It's a great draw card for uh, Hillsville and straight track racing. And it just shows that straight track racing is growing and uh, to draw 74 nominations, I know that uh, we spoke a little earlier in the day and there's been a couple of scratchings, but um, 74 noms for to fill your eight heats, so I'm sure that, that it would have been absolutely stoked considering that, as you said, COVID changed the whole Richmond and uh, Victoria sort of setup. It's been a little bit, um, certainly disappointing in that aspect, but the dogs and the calibre of breeding that have come forth to run in this, this maiden series. And for the last three weeks, my staff at the track have been run flat out with trials. So obviously a lot of people have got right behind this and really put in the preparation to come tomorrow and, and take on the chance to win the 10,000. And I mean, you had Vic Breeders races in Victoria and we don't get this sort of response. So this has been a phenomenal effort by everybody across the state to support us in this event. Now, for those out there that don't know, there's a lot of people out there, listeners, that aren't involved in greyhound racing. They're, they're big fans of uh, racing and punting. But for those out there that don't know, how many trials would you normally get on a standard day? And what's the trial uh, record been like over the last few weeks, considering we would have seen some of these pups being slipped up there or boxed up there um, in preparation for this series? On a normal trial day, sometimes we run somewhere between 45 and 60 trials. That's that's generally round about where we sit at Hillsville. Always busier at this time of the year because you're coming into the cup, so I'm not saying all these dogs have been maidens, but the after race day trials, we've trialled 30 and 40 trials on a race day and 109 to 115 trials on our Wednesday trial session. So, yeah, it's been it's had massive support, and that goes into both the events because, as you know, the Hillsville Cup heat's coming up next week as well. Yeah, that's an absolute. Yeah, that's massive numbers for the trials, and especially after race uh, time. I know it takes a bit to prepare that. I know that we've, we, when you get through a twelve race card, you think uh, we're, we've finished that now, but we've obviously got another thirty or forty trials. So it's fantastic to see people getting behind it, and uh, I'm sure it's going to go from strength to strength. Now, as you said, we've got uh, the Hills or Cup not far away, um, and we're, we're getting right into the business end of this uh, festival of racing at Hillsville. Just tell us a little bit about the Hillsville Cup. Um, it's grown in prize money. It's it's a race that a lot of people want to win. And as we know recently, a lot more trainers are, are targeting Hillsville and uh, racing there. We saw Utah Ghost there. Well, he's gone and obviously went coursing. So um, a little bit about Hillsville Cup and uh, what we're expecting this year. Right, so this is going to be the 32nd running of the Hillsville Cup. 
um, over 350 metres. We hope we'll always hopeful of having eight full heats, so that would be wonderful if we, we get that sort of support again this year. Uh, unfortunately, we'll probably be a bit restricted for our interstate visitors this year with the border closures, etc. But um, I'm expecting still great response. It's $50,000 this year and it's gone back to Group 2 status, so I think that they will come from far and wide. And you know, with the calibre of dogs we've had racing at Hills the last few weeks, we've had Ferdinand Boy, Oriental Amber, Hilltop Jonah, just to name a few, like they're, they're definitely supporting Hillsville at the moment, and that's great for the industry and it's great for the club. Oh, it's fantastic. And also, we've got the Arrow uh, coming up this week as well. Um, we've ha how many nominations did we, or yeah, nominations did we get for this uh, race or series coming up? And I think it's fantastic. I saw. Um, the the advertisement for it a thousand dollars to buy in and and it's it's going to be a great concept we love the match racing we love straight racing uh, how, how are we looking for this Sunday so on um, on the first front we have had 11 trainers buy tickets to go into the arrow so therefore tomorrow the actual entries will close so the, the people that have bought a ticket will nominate the dog that they're going to run in it. Some of them have already indicated who they'll be running so that will happen tomorrow and then that yep. will all be transferred across to GRV and then on Thursday the box draw will come out. So at this point in time I've had 11 tickets purchased and we'll just see where that goes from here. So on Thursday when the normal box draw comes out we should have our arrow field which is really exciting and this Sunday as you know we're going to be doing Facebook live from the track to cover the arrow so it's um, all happening up there this Sunday. It's all happening. And uh, also, just lastly, uh, the Friday meeting this week has been transferred to a Thursday meeting. I'm reading here on GRV, and uh, that's due to Shepparton uh, being uh, restricted from racing or trialling up there at the moment. So you guys are facilitating that, I believe. Yes, yeah, so between Bendigo and, and Hillsville, we've had a few swap arounds to make sure that the, the trainers still get to race this week. So Bendigo's taking on the Shepparton meeting and then I'm taking on the spot in, on the Thursday slot just to assist with Bendigo this week because they're also racing on Wednesday night. So they can't do the backup like backup from night to morning. So we're, we're taking the Thursday slot. And just a reminder to trainers, it's a Tier 3 meeting and the nominations will close at 8.30 tomorrow at GRV. Ah, beautiful. Can't wait for Hillsville Racing Thursday and Sunday, and obviously Hillsville Cup's not too far away. Cynthia, thank you for joining us once again, and hopefully I can get you back on the show later in the week to discuss the arrow coming up and the, uh, the entrance for it. So I can't wait. Uh, have a great night, and thank you once again for joining us. Always a pleasure, Mitch. Thanks for the opportunity. Big thanks there to Cynthia O'Brien. Always generous with her time, Mitch, and... Uh, a very informative chat there as well. We'll give that a podcast in uh, in a few moments, but make sure you jump on uh, the GRV uh, Thrill of the Chase, I should say, podcast page um, after the show. 0499 736 736. Again, thanks to Cynthia O'Brien. Quick tip at Cranbourne, please, Mitch. Oh, uh, really, really hard race. I'm not saying to go hard in this one at all. Uh, there's a dog drawn in box two. Uh, it's called Hurricane Pete. It won well here two starts back. I reckon it could be a bit of value, probably one unit to win and uh, a couple of units to place. All right, let's go there now. Through the day, the previous saw a win to Celtic Gypsy for John O'Connor. So they're getting set. 
race 11 on the card. Greyhound Clubs Victoria. Grade 5 stake. Gracie's girl. Odds on favourite here from box 4. And we're just about ready for a start. All secured away. There's the green light. 311 metres. Set to go. Racing, Gracie's girl in the centre came out fairly well. Showing pace there was Hurricane Pete, though. And booting up was Pacific Bar. Pacific Bar, the leader from Hurricane Pete. Trying to get around the mouth. One on the track was Brother Griff. And very deep was Gracie's girl. They corner for home. Pacific Bar hit the front by about two lengths or so. And Pacific Bar wins it. Seconds of photo, maybe Hurricane Pete from Gracie's girl, who had no luck. It's not a bad there run there, Mitch. Something. Finally, a little bit of luck for us. But it, it just couldn't get itself out. And uh, it jumped really well. But the one was just able to uh, to get into the lead and was never headed after that. But it finished second, I think, there. So hopefully that'll be a bit of value to that. Well, it was paying about $31 a win, so I'm sure that the 4 or $5 the play should hold up nicely. So one, hopefully, fingers crossed. One, two, four, and 8. Hurricane Pete pays $3 S-Tab, but $4.30 top tote. So that's not a bad little result there if you backed it each way. Very, one. very handy. Very handy All result. All right. Beautiful. Hey, um, we're going to take a break. We'll speak to Toddy Gray, get his best bets, get some of your best bets on the other side of the break. We'll wrap this thing up. More with Mitch Abaya on the other side of this. From this Daily Dynamo, I think it's a big chance of leading and winning. Rightio. Let's go there now, and then we'll get to Toddy Gray. Now coming in, moving in. Jimmy Cheesecake and one strategic in three. Mario Bale in five. Dustwally seven. Green light set to go. They're ready. About to run. Stand by for a start. Ready and racing. And slow to move out there. Dustwell and also Frothy's to Goey. A showing speed over on the inside. Jimmy Cheesecake went through to lead, settling down. A Rashby Swift and they were followed deeper out then by Frothy's to Goey. Over near the inside then came Aston Select and they were followed uh, well back then by Daly Dynamo Strategic and Mario Bale. But it's all Jimmy Cheesecake and Jimmy Cheesecake is going to win very easily from Aston Select and third is Dustwelly. Behind them then came Ashby Swift followed, followed then by uh, Frothy's to Goey. Uh, One, six and seven. Where do we finish, Mitch? Uh, back in about, what does it run on for about fifth or sixth? But oh. always the way, wasn't it? I said there was money for the one and the four mm. um, and couldn't really split them and said I go the wrong way. That's okay. Nothing wrong with it that. It happens. It does. Hey, we've got about um, five or six minutes, so let's get uh, let's get stuck in with our great friend over there in South Australia, Toddy Gray. Hello, Toddy. Hey, boys. How are we? Oh, we're going well, as well as you can do in, uh, in stage... Oh, he's up and about. ...in stage one billion lockdown, but... Uh, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. How are you going, brother? Yeah, no, always good. There's no point complaining. It's no fun. No, no, you're right. And you're no fun to anyone when you're complaining. Good good stuff. I like that. You're starting with a little bit of uh, philosophy. Good stuff. Yeah, indeed. No, I'm not, not just pretty face, lads. I do have some words of wisdom. Absolutely. I love that. Uh, where are we starting tonight, please? <laughs> Easy, lads. Well, I've got four for you tonight. Um but I've, I've got a bit of an exclusive uh, for you guys only because one of the one of these dogs have been uh, knocked off a fair bit. So I wanted to add an extra one there, which hasn't for you. So there's um, the juicy one tonight, lads. A bit of the old uh, exclusive for you is race. Was it race four, number four, Dark Tide? Now, in all fairness, I thought this would be an open race, but I thought she would be favourite. She's third favourite at four bucks here. Um, look, if you ran on one out, these are solo trials. You take a dollar fifty about her. She is very talented, but like a lot of dogs. 
She's very young. She's green as grass. She hasn't quite realised you can go around a dog. You can go inside a dog. You don't have to go through a dog when you get behind them. Um, she's the best dog in this race, and there is no pace in this race. Instead of coming out midfield, like if you look at her form, it's very patchy, but that's because sometimes she just she's her own worst enemy. I think there's every chance she could lob second or third or even be right on the speed here. The little bit of the elephant in the room we have to address here is the favourite in five. Um, he runs in blinkers, and he runs in blinkers for a reason, but I reckon we're going to beat it out, so we'll avoid it. Um, yeah, at $4, I generally thought she'd be favourite here at around about... I thought this would be about a $2.50, $2.80 chance. I mean, she's a good dollar over what she should be. Oh. Best dog. <laughs> I like it a lot. Oh, Toddy, yeah. this is why... This is why we come to you on a Monday night every time at this time, because you bring that sort of heat... And the listeners, they chime in. Look at this, Toddy Gray. Boy, oh boy, I can't wait. That's off the text. Toddy Gray, the best in the business. Um, I just texted in and said, Toddy Gray's a bloody superstar. So uh, <laughs> I tell you what, love that start. All right, where else are we going? All right, now the reason I added a little special one, lads, is because I, I, I threw this one out on the Twitter page, so I guess it's only fair that I throw, I throw it out here. But, God, uh, all the meat's off the bone now, and they'll see there's not even a lot of gristle. Uh, race <laughs> 7, number 8, Alinga Ollie. Um, this bloke has been $15 in the 420 fix. Uh, this isn't just me who likes this oh. one, lads. I do not know how this bloke went up 15 bucks. I'm, I'm, I'm monkey with a crayon couldn't have priced this dog at $15, to be honest with you, lads. Um, look, it's, first things first, the favourite in five here, one, one thing's going to happen. Either going to ping the lid, it wins, but it's not reliable out of boxes. It has been its last few, but it's not always super reliable. And the guts draw with a bit of pace to the inside is not going to do him any good. Ollie loves box eight. Um, you just got to look at his stats here. He's had he's had box eight ten times in his career, three wins, five placings. And he's got two vacant boxes to his inside. He's just going to be left alone for days. Uh, he didn't. I generally think he's probably about the right price he is now. So if you don't, if you still don't mind, yep. I hate tipping dogs which really shorten a lot here. But I threw him out. He, it was just it was just ridiculous. I'm not going to lie to you, lads. If this bloke wins, keep an keep a keep an ear out because. You'll hear me from South Australia, I'm telling you. It was just a ridiculous price, and <laughs> the, the, the bookmakers deserve to be hurt for this one. So, Lovely. yeah, race, so we took the, the next it one. It happens, yeah, Tony. seven, number eight, was a value bet, but the value is well and truly gone now. <laughs> it happens a lot over there in South Australia. Watchy points it out on the Thursday night Lids yeah. Fly Show that some dogs, the fluctuations over there, they get put up at massive odds or super short, and then yet they end up flipping. They go from eights to eighties, or they come from thirties into eights and you're like hang on a minute what's yeah, going on here but it's i reckon it's yeah, found its right price you're you're, you're absolutely spot on if you if you know how to add up market percentage i love play, like it starts your head in sometimes watching sometimes how i know you can't always get the top flux but the amount of races that get bet under 100 like i'm still a bit old school obviously my grandfather being an old school bookie and my dad and all that but i i reckon if i told my grandfather to bet under 100 percent, i'd be rolling in his grave right now but um, <laughs> it's it's amazing you're right. um, but this isn't just i can't take credit for this one lads this is i think I think there's, I think there's more, more than just my little following and all that on it, lads. This has been a dead set plunge. All right, dead set. Hey, Toddy, sorry to cut you off there, but we've got about, yep. we've got about forty seconds left. So, anything you want to leave us with before we finish up? Yeah, give yeah, us, these ones just easy, give us the race and number bets. of the last two, yeah. Toddy. Yeah, best bet tonight, lads. Race eight, number one, right way. Uh, big dropping opposition, perfectly drawn. He should be leading all the way. And the last race, race ten, number five, undercut. Once again, massive dropping opposition. Uh, the draw isn't a worry for me. Baker box to the outside. Slow dog, which is slow out to the inside. He should just be burning to the front after 100 metres, and he'll kick away for a comfortable win. Beautiful. Thank you, Toddy. Appreciate it, as always. 
Always a pleasure, never a chore. Look after yourself, boys. Toddy Gray there from Greyhound Racing South Australia. Thank you, Mitch. Appreciate it. You've been swell tonight. Anytime, mate. Always a pleasure. I'll chuck my tips up on Twitter. Good man. Mitch Abaya there joining us. Thanks to Toddy Gray. Thanks to Cynthia O'Brien. Thanks to Brownie and Sammy Highland for filling your pockets and, uh, and the rest of the country's pockets earlier today. We'll be back tomorrow. Don't go anywhere. Bye for now. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91